0: everybody. Welcome back to Disney Planning Insights. Today, what we'd like to do is just a special edition here with Matt because Matt just returned back from Disney World after a little trip that he and his wife took. So just like we did kind of with mine, I'm going to talk to Matt and he's going to tell us all about the things that he went and saw. And while you're hearing all of this, maybe it'll help you plan your vacation and plan your days out. So first of all, Matt, let's just start with uh, where'd you stay? Why'd you stay there? What'd you like about it? And Everything else in terms of the the travel and stay of your trip.
1: Yeah, so we this time we stayed at Pop Century and it was just my wife and I. So the thought process behind it was uh, we wanted to stay on the Skyliner just recently opened. We hadn't seen it yet. So we wanted to have the, the access to it um, from the resort. So we stayed at Pop Century. Um, first impressions, I was really uh, impressed with the room. We stayed in one of the 50s buildings. We actually stayed all the way in the back in the 50s section. And the rooms are really, really nice. They're a lot more updated than I had anticipated. Uh, Tile floors, pretty calm paint, nice uh, character introductions into the room. There was a nice Mickey mural on the wall. And then when you pulled down the Murphy bed, there was a Donald Duck painting in behind the Murphy bed um they got rid of the shower curtain type thing that used to separate the bedroom from the bathroom area and it's actually uh it's not quite a hidden door but it's or a pocket door but it's a sliding door now and then the same thing going from the the sink area into the toilet and shower area it's now a sliding door so Upgrades to the value room that I really really liked um, having the two beds in there even though they were two like full-size beds was nice because um, We actually slept on separate beds a couple nights just to have a little bit extra room So we could spread out my wife likes to hog the bed. So I just wanted some room So I wasn't hanging off the edge, but no, uh Pop Century, I was I was really impressed with, especially for what we paid for the room each night. It was it was a really good option.
0: Yeah, especially because you mentioned Pop Century is a value resort. So it's nice to see that Disney is starting to sink some money back into that to make it feel a little bit more finished and higher scale instead of what You know, I know the All-Stars are now being refurbished, but I stayed back in an All-Star before it was refurbished. And my impression was very much like Motel 6 at Disney, you know, very low. And um, especially like what you just said about those pocket doors, that makes me look forward to it because my family and I will be staying at Pop Century when we go back in December. So I always said that the value rooms... The way they had that door, it was so difficult to get into the bathroom and then shut the door. It was almost like you're hanging halfway over the tub just to get your door of the bathroom shut. Um, so really looking forward to that. So thanks for painting that picture for everybody. Uh, so just kind of go through your itinerary. You know what what did you do each day? Um, you know where did you go? All of those types of things for us.
1: Yeah. So we flew in um, on a Thursday morning. I'm a big first flight out of Indianapolis guy. So our flight took off at 5.10 Indianapolis time and we were on the ground in Orlando at seven o'clock. First day at the parks, we had planned to go to Hollywood Studios. Um, It was one of those things that we had kind of pre-planned that we wanted to take the Skyliner when we got down there, um, not wait on a bus. So we just dropped our stuff off at the bag check there at the front desk area and then Jumped on the Skyliner, took the Skyliner over to Hollywood Studios. Skyliner trip from Pop Century to Hollywood Studios, there is a transfer. We waited in line less than a minute at both places, and the overall trip took about seven minutes from Pop Century to Hollywood Studios. You, A bus won't beat that, especially in non-peak times where the buses may be coming every 20 to 30 minutes. A bus isn't going to beat using that Skyliner since it's a continuous run.
0: Yeah. Especially even if, um, like if there's a mobility scooter that needs to be loaded into a bus, you know, that right there, you are gonna wait five minutes, just waiting for the stinking ramp to come out and back.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So first day was at Hollywood studios. Now, one thing we did run into this week was, um, the taping for the Disney specials, the Christmas, the Thanksgiving, and they're doing a third special at the beginning of December as well. Um, so we ran into that uh, Pentatonics was at hollywood studios when they got when we got there and they were right in past the front entrance so they really bottlenecked the front of the park um, so it was kind of a bear to get in but really our goal at hollywood studios was i wanted to go to star wars galaxy's edge um, we accomplished that in the afternoon and it is unbelievable road smugglers run Unbelievable! What'd you get to do? Uh, I was an engineer, and uh, Shannon was a gunner.
0: Oh, did you go through the single rider line? No, we
1: we rode together. Oh, you
0: just happened to get yeah, split. but
1: yeah. we got we got split up like that. So it was it was kind of cool that we got to experience two of the different roles within it. Our two pilots were terrible, <laughs> so we were we were constantly g- crashing into the ground. Um, but no, it was really cool. It was. Very, very immersive. And we went through the standby line and just the queuing and everything is fantastic for yeah, that. Ride. Looking at
0: like the Pod Racer engine and the, mm-hmm. the whole shop, droid, droid shop, and all that stuff. For yeah. Sure.
1: And with, with Rise of the Resistance coming out early December, you know, uh, that's going to be, I'm going to be very interested to see how that affects the overall crowds because I didn't feel like it was really, really bad. Back in that area, you know, it wasn't elbow to elbow like it was basically everywhere else the rest of the weekend back in Galaxy's Edge I was I felt like we were kind of spread out we had a little bit of room taking pictures with different vehicles and that kind of stuff there wasn't a long wait so and I think we only waited like 45 minutes for Smuggler's Run and this was at 2:33 o'clock
0: Yeah part of that is because they haven't released the fast pass system for Smuggler's Run so the standby line is the only line mm-hmm. you know one of the reasons why like Flight of Passage gets up to 200 minute waits 240 minute waits is just simply because the Fast pass line is going through, and so every fast pass person just adds another minute onto your weight if you're sitting in that standby line.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah. So then we ended up our day at the Grand Floridian and went to Citricos. It's the first time that we've eaten there. Um, highly, highly, highly recommended. But I wouldn't take kids there.
0: No, Jesse and I. Yeah, Jesse and I also ate there when we were there last year for our anniversary. We did the Highway in the Sky, mm-hmm. and uh, Citricos was where we had our main course and. For sure, I agree. It's so elegant and up-end that you would just hate to see like a seven-year-old throwing a temper tantrum in the corner.
1: Well, that and with it being a two-credit restaurant, on the kid's side, I don't think a kid would get the value out of a two-credit meal there that I felt like my wife and I did. We were able to go pretty high-end on basically everything, finish everything, got our alcoholic beverages, and really use those credits to their potential at a couple of different restaurants that we ate at so you know citrico's fantastic um tried to take a minivan home that night couldn't get one. First time that it's happened i've taken minivans all around the place all different times now granted we got out of the restaurant it was 10 30 ish
0: So parks are clearing.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I couldn't even get in a queue for a van, so it was. We ended up taking a regular lift home and um, back to Pop Century, and that was our first night. Just like
0: the peasants. Yeah, yeah, it was. It
1: was weird. (laughs) Um, We we've kind of fallen into the minivan, uh, the minivan trap, where you take the first one, and that's all you want to take all around the parks now because they're just they're nice. The drivers are nice, and it's just a great way to get around the parks sometimes. Our second day was our big day at Magic Kingdom. It was the first night of the Very Merry Christmas Party, and we made sure that we were there as early as we could. We ate at the Wave over at the Contemporary, and then we kind of moseyed around Magic Kingdom all day. Bad thing there was it rained on us basically from about 2 p.m. on. Mm. We got, we got, Everything from a mist to a pretty steady rain, and the rain decided it wanted to pick up right around fireworks time. So it was just not good fireworks viewing. I know a lot of disappointed people that went to the very merry Christmas party, but we're going to do a full episode on it. I'm not going to spend a ton of time. Yeah, I was
0: going to say don't don't spoil anything. Yeah, we got another yeah, yeah. podcast to talk about.
1: Um, but I will say that I felt like they handled the crowds better than they did for not so scary because of just how they routed the people through and i just felt like the the crowd didn't feel quite as large as the not so scary did
0: it's funny that you say that and and maybe we can talk about this a little bit more when we when we talk about that podcast but uh our experience was very similar and this was several years ago we have now been to two not so scary and one very merry and we did very merry first and then we did not so scary and we left Not So Scary going, jeez, I just felt like it was just an absolute sea of humanity. But at Very Merry, I felt like, oh, yeah, I just walked up to the stands. I got my free snacks. I got my free drinks. Did my rides. Met my characters. And just I felt like I had a much more, I guess, enjoyable and relaxing night at, at Very Merry. So it's interesting that now you've had a pretty similar experience. So.
1: Yeah, So um, so it rained on us there. Uh, The next morning, we did the Yuletide Fantasy Tour, and it's an Adventures by Disney tour. Extremely highly recommended doing those Adventures by Disney tour. They tend to be the half-day, full-day tours, um, but they are done very, very well. The tour guides were awesome. We had three stops on this one. We went to um, the Holiday Services Warehouse, which is basically where they store everything for Christmas and Halloween at all of the parks and that was an awesome walk through of that area we went to the event planning building which is where they house disney fine art where they do a lot of the special casting for like the uh processional the christmas processional and um if somebody has a private event and they're having cast members do stuff for that they do the casting and all the rehearsal and all the costuming there so we got to walk through there and then we finished up at Amaret's patisserie over at disney springs and we decorated our own cookies really cool couple of really neat surprises in there so i don't want to ruin a ton but if you're a holiday fan you like decorati- decorating for christmas Really highly recommend because a, you're not allowed to take pictures, but you can take out a lot of ideas and a lot of memories out of there and how they do what they do for the holidays and just kind of the things that they think about that you probably haven't thought about them needing to do, like how they attach the bulbs to the garland and the trees so that people don't steal them. Uh, (laughs) I, I thought was rather interesting, so... Um, We started that, our Saturday out there, and it started and ended at Epcot. So we just finished our day at Epcot after the tour. Um, We did some food and wine, didn't do a lot of sampling, really went around and kind of saw what all was there, you know, kind of interacted with people. And then um, we ate lunch at uh, Tutto Italia in the Italian Pavilion and then ate dinner at La Cellier so again another good high-end two-credit dinner that i don't necessarily recommend for kids but for a couple adults or you know if you're going down with a bunch of friends and you want a two credit meal really good two credit meal high-end steak um really good drinks i had the blueberry ice wine martini and felt like i was going to blow fire the whole night (laughs) and you know To give them credit, the waitress warned me. She goes, this is a very, very strong vodka drink. And that first drink I took of it was all vodka. She was right. Yeah, yeah. It was just like shooting vodka. That's funny. But no, really, really good meals. And then our last day, we only had a half day there. We had to be back for our Tragical Express around 1230. So we ate at uh, Tusker House in the morning. So a couple of adults, you know, meeting characters and everything at Tusker House. Nothing wrong with that. You just remember
0: that out there. There is nothing wrong (laughs) with adults meeting characters.
1: Um, They had their holiday gear on. So really just minor additions to what they normally wear. Most of them had ribbons around their hats, had a brooch, had a bracelet, something like that. But, you know, made them look festive. Really, really cool. Um, One thing that happened to us, after breakfast that hasn't happened to us before is they are now blocking the path from Africa to Pandora, the back way. So if you go back past festival, of the lion King in the morning until that line for flight of passage forms. Now that path is completely blocked because they don't know how far back they're going to pull it through. And just with the crowd level, The wait for the flight of passage was about 215 to 245 minutes um, most of the day. It was crazy.
0: You had a fast pass for it?
1: No, we actually Um, ended up not riding it because we ended up doing uh, the river
0: journey. Navi River. Yeah,
1: and then I had accidentally canceled another fast pass because we ended up doing Kilimanjaro safaris first instead of using our fast pass on it. I was going to cancel that fast pass. Well, I canceled our Expedition Everest fast pass instead. Yeah. So I went to guest services and just let them know, hey, you know, I did this by mistake. And they fixed it for us. And we were able to ride Expedition Everest. And then we just took the rest of the day. Animal Kingdom is decorated this year, Mm. like all over the place. So when you go down there, if you're down there during the holidays, it is different in every area based on. Cultural tradition oh, cool. and Dino Land is completely like decked out. So think like Osborne Family Christmas lights, where they've brought a lot of Christmas lights and decorations in there. And they're playing a lot of the same music as well. So it's really cool. Um, all of the characters that you're taking pictures with and those character meet and greets have little holiday additions to their costumes. So they're they're doing a really good job. One thing you don't want to miss, or I guess a couple of things, we didn't get to see the awakening projections at the Tree of Life. There's three of them that they play kind of back-to-back-to-back once uh, dusk hits. So you want to check those out. And then they've got something called the Merry Menagerie at the uh, park entrance as you're going towards the Tree of Life. And basically what they are are like puppet animals But they're more in the style of the Broadway Lion King where it's people in the animals or they're on roller sticks or something like that. But they're a bunch of winter animals. So foxes, polar bears, reindeer, penguins, they're meeting and taking pictures with people in that front area. So it was really cool. And then 1230 back to the hotel get on the Tragical Express, and fly home. So, And then we lost 80 degrees when we got home because the day we got back, it was basically snowing and 9 degrees.
0: Yeah, the unseasonal weather that hit us while you were gone, I'm sure was quite a shock for you to come back. So something that we always like to do in these trip recap videos is talk to our listeners about the thing that happened on the trip that is going to make us want to come back. So, you know, maybe you've already alluded to it. Maybe you already briefly talked about it. but And maybe you want to go into a little bit more detail now. But, you know, give us one or two things that while you and your wife were there, what happened that just continues the magic in your mind that, you know, when when people talk to you and I about how often we go to Disney, they sort of like scoff at us. But in our mind and in our family's mind, we wouldn't have it any other way because of all these amazing memories that we continue to make with our kids and our spouses. So, so what happened this time that's gonna just make you say absolutely yes to the next trip that you book?
1: I think the biggest thing was uh, the tour this time. You know, I kind of went in open minded with this Adventures by Disney tour. We had done some more park based tours, um, but we'd never done anything of this scope. And just some of the little extras and the things that we learned about the parks and the things that we learned about how they do what they do as quick as they do um, was absolutely amazing. And it makes me want to book, you know, the Behind the Magic tour or they've got a couple of full day tours that they, they do that are just more of that, how things work. And I'm one of these logistics guys that's just like, Man, that was really, really cool. And a couple of the neat things that we got out of the tour, all of the Adventures by Disney tours do pins. So for people that are pin collectors, I'm not, my daughter is. The pin on this tour was an ornament. So it was really cool because you get one for each head that you have on the tour. So my wife got one and I got one. So my daughter ended up getting one for her pin board, her Disney pin board. And then we got one that we're going to hang on our Disney tree. So it was a really neat, kind of unexpected gift as part of the tour. There's something else on the tour that was really cool as a gift, but I don't want to give that one away. It's something you just have to do the tour so you can figure that out. The other thing was we didn't wear a pin, like a we're celebrating pin, most of the trip. But I had put in our reservation that was our anniversary, and every cast member that we Interacted with uh, in ride lines in restaurants wished us a happy anniversary, and it's always a neat kind of unexpected thing. You know, you when you're wearing the pin, you expect the cast members they're they're going to say something every time they see you. But you when we weren't wearing the pin, we were kind of forgot about it, and people would constantly say congratulations and that kind of stuff. So it was really nice. You know, it's just a nice reaffirmment. You know, my wife and I celebrated 12 years together uh, this past weekend. So it was, it was really nice to get that. And that, those are the types of things that I remember from trips.
0: For sure. Well, hey, Matt, thanks a lot for, you know, telling the listeners about your trip, uh, maybe giving them some insight on some things that they can try and maybe some things to look forward to as they're planning their trips. Uh, I really like that you mentioned about the about the tour, about how quickly they sort of flip things over. It's funny that you mentioned that because uh, we had a client down there at the exact same time. And they went to the November 1st Not So Scary Party, which is the last Not So Scary Party. And then two days later... They sent me a text message because they were back in Magic Kingdom and they said, oh my God, all the Halloween's gone and it threw up Christmas everywhere. I said, yeah, they do that in a six hour span overnight. When you're not so scary got over, it all got ripped away and the Christmas stuff was waiting to come up everywhere. And uh, it's funny that you mentioned how they explain the logistics of that to you because that's always something that's absolutely remarkable that... Every single pumpkin comes down and every single wreath grows up and every single, you know, bale of hay comes down and every single tree goes up and it's crazy.
1: The thing that I was amazed about in that warehouse is the absolute organization of the place. Oh, I'm sure. Every decoration had one on the outside of the box showing what it was and then if it's been checked from the previous year. So they go through a check process, they do a retouch process, and then they store everything under plastic in the warehouse until the next year. So all of those fall Mickey Head pumpkin wreaths that go on the lampposts, they all have their separate hangers and they all go through a check process. And it was it was unbelievable to see all that stuff. So, like I said, if you have a chance to do some of those tours, it's really neat to see some of the behind the thing the behind the scenes stuff.
0: Awesome. Well, It was a a great time talking to you about this trip and uh, just made me really excited to go back in a month. So again, all of our listeners will go ahead and wrap this up and feel free to follow us on all the different social media platforms or just reach out and contact us if you need help planning your next Disney vacation.
1: Bye, guys. Turn your Disney dream into a magical Disney vacation with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel. Contact us at any of these
0: options or learn more by clicking the website link below.